Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. 13 Lives, a new movie out now on Paramount Plus, directed by Ron Howard, who is a director that I had a lot, I was a big fan of in the 90s and early 2000s. The last movie of his that I really enjoyed uh, was A Beautiful Mind. Uh, I didn't, haven't really checked out anything past that. I mean, I guess The Da Vinci Code, but I did not like that. Like, I fell off with Ron Howard. I don't, you know, a lot of the stuff... The Dan Brown movies that he did based on the Dan Brown books, you know, wasn't really a fan of that whole franchise and just didn't haven't really heard anything good about his movies. But before that, you know, you have uh, A Beautiful Mind. You have uh, Ransom. Apollo 13 was one of my great. I, I need to revisit. That's a movie that I absolutely loved when it came out uh, and and one of my favorite movies uh, but a movie I haven't watched in a long time. Backdraft was great. Willow, Cocoon, uh, Ransom. I even enjoyed Ransom. Like a movie, like a director that could make a great movie. I mean, the probably one of the most epic movies was Apollo 13. But it feels like at some point he just kind of fell off. The the when he took over to do the the solo a Star Wars story um, was not you know excited about that not only the fact that the original directors got taken off the project because disney is disney but uh to hear that he took over was not uh you know very excited about that uh but i heard great things about 13 lives i saw that it was available on paramount plus so of course i had to check it out and this is a story that is based on the rescue mission uh, to rescue the soccer team that of Thailand in Thailand, these kids uh, who were part of a soccer team went on a hike in this tunnel, in this cave system, and because of flooding, they ended up getting trapped. And it was this crazy story that I remember hearing about and seeing in the news and all these things, but I never knew the details of it, and I never knew how insane the rescue was until watching this movie. And I think that aspect of the movie is what really makes this movie shine. Uh, because I think the actual storytelling by Ron Howard, and I'm sure some of that is due to the script as well, which was uh, the screenplay was written by William Nicholson. Um, I don't think it's the greatest told story. I think the story is great. Uh, and I think that is what really elevates this movie. And I think the performances by Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, are also Joel Edgerton, are all good as well. But the story is insane. Just the way the story is told, I believe, could have been better. Uh, but for whatever reason, I, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, my criticisms, uh, I will spoil aspects of this movie. Obviously, this is based on real life. Uh, so maybe you don't know how it how it turned out, but uh, I mean, the real life events. Uh, this movie isn't necessarily about that they survived, which they did survive. Spoilers: It is about how they got out, how they were rescued, and the things I didn't like about this movie. The way this movie sets up everything is kind of a bummer. This movie opens with these kids playing soccer. 
right? You have to introduce them. It's like, oh, they were a soccer team, so let's have them play soccer. And then after their soccer match, one of the kids is like, hey, let's go to this cave and explore it before we have this meal or whatever with the team. One of the kids stays back because he's going to help his dad cook the meal. Coach goes with the kids to go on this hike in this cave system. The bummer is that we don't get introduced or get to know any of the kids. Like, all of these kids are pretty much nameless kids. Like, they have no character. They have no personalities. They are just soccer team. In Like, there, there's no point where we get to see them interact with each other. It would have been awesome if maybe... Since they're going to show them as a soccer team, maybe give these characters, flesh out these characters just a little bit. Just give them a little bit of humanity. And show, like, these kids make... I mean, it could be completely fictionalized. That's okay. But at least give me, the audience member, some kind of, like... Get, introduce me to who these kids are on some level. And, you know, show them running a play. Show them having conversations with each other. There is like very little to these characters at all. And then they get trapped in this cave system. And it's like, okay. I mean, most of the movie is spent with the divers who are trying to save these kids. But I would have been far more emotionally invested if I had gotten to know any aspect of the kids or their families for that matter that I mean you get to see a little bit like obviously there's the kid that stays behind uh, there's a little bit there maybe you get to see one of the parents is concerned because their kid isn't from the area and and you know doesn't have the correct papers come to find out at the end of the movie that like there's multiple kids that weren't including the coach from that area and could have you know they were allowed to seek asylum there or whatever they were allowed to gain citizenship after these events but like none of that stuff is really discussed or brought up like we really don't get to know anything about these kids or their parents other than they're taiwanese and they play soccer and now they're trapped so of course who comes in white dudes you got vigo mortensen and colin farrell who are these guys who uh, traverse flooded caves for a hobby that's they're like two of the best that do it in the world which is fine there's nothing wrong with that of course white people would have that kind of hobby uh, so they come in and you have the military kind of standoffish not wanting to accept them they come in not really having any contacts with anybody they just kind of show up and expect to go in and dive they try to set up a little bit, like they give them a little piece of humanity by like them arguing over cookies for some reason. Doesn't really matter. All of that stuff is kind of nonsense because the real meat of this story is dealing with this cave. I think the way Ron Howard shows just how... Um, claustrophobic and disorienting it is navigating through these caves that are being flooded i think that was for the most part well executed maybe could have been better uh maybe a little bit less disorienting even like the overall they have a diagram to show like where they are in the cave pretty useless like 
there are so many situations like documentaries and other things that would have shown and be able to communicate a lot better what is actually happening instead of just this simple kind of squiggly line with a dot on it and then saying how long the amount of time and distance from like they could have illustrated that a lot better really communicated what this cave was like where we're spending so much time of this movie going in and out of this this insanely difficult structure that is flooded with water you know i like the diagram is nice it is completely useless and they could have just left it off completely because it didn't really it was confusing to look at. It's like, oh, they're here. Okay, what does that mean? They're here, and it took them this long to get there. Like, it, 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 it in some ways illustrates the, the vast amount of time it takes to get from one point to the other and how long it takes to get very short of distance. But it really doesn't do a good job to, like, illustrate the cave itself. Which is a bummer. Like, there's documentaries that do a better job of this. You know, that, that are able to illustrate time spent. And, like, there could have been, like, with all of the technology we have, there could have been a scene. Like, even, even with that diagram, there was one scene where they, they overlaid that diagram over the mountain that they are inside of which is probably the best execution of that diagram in the entire movie. But there could have been scenes, like if this were actually a documentary, there would have been time spent like fleshing out that diagram in a way that, that is way more valuable to the viewer than what is done in this. Like it just feels like something that you would see in a documentary, that there would be like a 3D modeling of you going through the cave, like a scene where it's like they're on the outside of the cave and they're like, oh, this is going to be a long thing. And then you have a virtual camera shot of the camera time-lapsing through this cave system all the way to where the kids are at. Like I could see a better director having a scene like that to like just show you like, oh my God, that is a long crazy distance that they have instead of what we get which is a, a, a useless little line drawing and then a bunch of really tight disorienting shots that don't really illustrate where you are it's just like water and a scuba mask and then rock formations and then sometimes you see them squeaking through a very narrow area where the tanks are like barely getting through where every like it's very claustrophobic that all that stuff is 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 well conveyed in this movie but i just think they dropped the ball in that overall thing but the craziest aspect of the movie like all of those criticisms i have i still really like this movie let's take a little break from the ray taylor show to promote my live art streams that's right i am an artist as well as a podcaster and i paint live every thursday at 4 20 pacific time 
head on over the best place ever for streaming youtube.com slash inspired disorder that's right every thursday at 4 20 you can watch me paint the many faces every week i paint seven new faces of abstract portraits ink on paper and you can watch that happen you can hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. And let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. And the reality of how they got these kids out is insane because how they get the kids out is they drug them with ketamine for eight hours while the kids arms and legs are bound you want to take you want to talk about an already disorienting and claustrophobic situation and then talk about an idea where you're going to sedate these kids in or and tie them up so you can transfer them as package out of this thing that takes them seven to eight hours to get out from the, where they are to the end. That aspect of the movie is like, holy, like it is one of those moments that you see in like uh, Apollo 13, where it's like this insane, th like out of the box thinking, right? Because they know that like how insane it is to get in and out of that place and that the kids won't be able to maneuver it and like they find the kids halfway through this movie the majority of this movie is trying to figure out how to get the kids out now part of this movie is also what they did to try and keep water from continuously flooding this how they diverted the water how this other person who we get to know very little about uh, gets together with the, these farm owners that are around there, and these farm owners allow this person to flood their farmland in order for the possibility that that would help save these kids, and how they diverted like 56 million gallons of water from going into this tunnel, making it impossible to rescue them, flooding this farmland which apparently, like, at the end, we get a lot of things like, oh, this is how much water they diverted. The government helped subsidize these farms. They took care of them. Uh, there was 5,000 people that were involved in this rescue. Uh, there were 17 different countries uh, involved in this rescue, which you didn't really get to see. You saw, I mean, I guess, you know, UK, America, with the two, Vigo Mortensen and Colin Farrell, Joel Edgerton, another guy from America who are all diving buddies. Um, and then we find out that the tunnel stayed flooded for eight months after the rescue, which is insane. But all these other aspects of the story, there's really little fleshed out about it. Like the, this, this movie doesn't really care about showing the audience anybody except for a few of the divers that are, you know, you have your stars. You have, you get to see Vigo Mortensen. You get to see Colin Farrell. You get to see Joel Edgerton. And there's a couple other divers you kind of get to, to you know, that are kind of fleshed out and, and, and there's some life to the characters where everybody else is just a thing that's there in order to, is just like set dressing in some way. 
It also shows when they first get to the kids and everybody's surprised, like how well everybody's doing after a, having been trapped there for like 10 days, uh, is the power of meditation. How all of these kids, and it's like that story, that human story about how these kids were in this dark cave and how they survived, how they meditated and prayed, and how their coach helped keep them calm, and how much they loved their coach like there were aspects of the story that were like right there were fertile ground for them to really flesh out some interesting characters and make you care even more about these kids and more about the coach so when they do end up getting bound that level of stress and fear gets ratcheted up to where you you care so much more but this movie doesn't really take the time to do that. So even though it is insane that they give these kids shots of ketamine and, you know, bind them up into like little human torpedoes, it is an extremely stressful situation. If we'd actually gotten to know those characters, that emotional like investment would have been ratcheted up so much more. And you get to see, like, some of the problems they had. Like, one of the guys, like, they had to give them shots of ketamine while going through this tunnel because one dose wasn't going to do it. And there's a scene where uh, a scuba diver drops the shots. Like, there's these shot, these moments of, like, probably something that happened during the rescue mission. But there's just these little things to kind of keep the tension ratcheted up. You know, one guy loses the line uh, and freaks out and finds a power cable and he's able to get to a place. Um, one diver dies uh, who's bringing a bag of food that gets caught and, uh, you know, doesn't make it. Which brings up a problem that I've had in another movie. Something that I've noticed when it comes to people drowning in movies and TV shows is that the person, once their oxygen comes off of their face, they just kind of die immediately. As if holding your breath doesn't even exist. Like, we're, you're doing a movie about professional divers. And you would think that a diver who loses their oxygen, yeah, it's going to be stressful... Yeah, their oxygen runs out. Fine. Their tank is empty. I get that. Okay. But you could show that diver at least trying to do some swimming with whatever oxygen is in their lungs trying to get to a place that has air. Instead of oxygen run out, die. Because that's not... People don't just instantaneously die when they have i mean even if you hold your breath the reality of holding your breath underwater even if you hold your breath until the moment you're about you can't hold your breath anymore and you exhale the air that's in your lungs you can still stay under the water for a while you know for a little bit longer even after you exhale the air that's in your lungs right that's one of the little tricks that i used to use when i was a kid and i would destroy people holding my breath underwater 
I would literally, I would do breathing exercises before going under the water, take in the biggest, deepest breath I could possibly do. And then I would go underwater and I would not move. I would try not to move at all, right? Don't want to use up that oxygen. I would feel my body start to shake and like freak out because like I'm underwater for a long time. That eventually you can calm that down. You can get past that moment. And then you can exhale the air that's in your lungs and you can still stay underwater for even a little bit longer. And then you can get to a point where you have to come up for air and then take in some oxygen. But like you can, you can push yourself way past just, I ran out of oxygen now, whatever, not a big thing. But it's something that I've seen recently in some other movie where it's just like like holding your breath underwater is just not a thing that exists in movies, apparently, which is something that maybe I, I didn't notice before. People just I mean, you have the Mission Impossible thing where 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 uh, Tom Cruise is holding his breath for like seven minutes, which that seems unrealistic, even though he did that in real life. But. Then you have the other side of that spectrum where it's just like, well, you still like you, you had oxygen. You just, you don't just die because your tank runs out. Anyway, let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right. I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at inspireddisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com, buy original art, buy prints if that's your jam, if you want 8 by 10 prints on high quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to inspiredisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to inspiredisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show so there's things like that you get to see like how they get better at transferring these kids like you see a scene where colin farrell on i think it's colin farrell one of them empties out a plastic water bottle and shoves the water bottle under their feet because at one point one of their one of their feet got caught as they're going through because there's there was 12 kids or 11 kids in the coach and their first attempt, they could only bring four kids out. I think the second time they got five kids out. So it's like, and it took like eight hours per kid to get a kid out. So it's like, takes a long time. But like, they got better at doing it. And they got better at doing it in an insane way where they like, put these kids under with ketamine. Insane. Uh, so the... Finding out how they got people out it was mind-blowing. Uh, 
some aspects of that is was pretty great but overall the storytelling like i am not i don't have faith in ron howard to do a great movie like if this movie wasn't such a great real story i don't like i think it was barely executed okay you know like i think this 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 it would have been hard to mess this movie up in a way that that wasn't good uh because the story is so insane but i think there are plenty of directors that could have told this story far better than ron howard did so despite the fact i like this movie it doesn't like make me think that ron howard has turned a corner and is all of a sudden going to start directing amazing films again um but yeah because i had some problems with it but overall i thought it was i was completely invested once the thing got going um and once you found out i mean that first moment where they're like okay we're going to they come to the conclusion that they're going to drug these kids and take them out and it's like they seeing them zip tie their hands together and their feet together and then they roll them over so their face down on the mask so that if they drool because of the anesthesia they don't choke on the drool like every aspect of that is like like holy shit right holy shit like if this wasn't based on a true event i wouldn't believe that that's how they got the kids out but that's just because that's what happened. It has nothing to do with like, oh, this is an amazing storytelling, you know? Uh, but anyway, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, would it have been better on a big screen? Maybe. I don't. It's fine. It's not, you know, it's fine. It's, it actually probably makes way more sense being on, at, you know, on home screen. You know, it doesn't really need to be on a big screen. But uh, especially like if it was filmed in a, I'm telling you, if they were able to f to like render that boring little diagram of the tunnel in a f in more interesting way, it would have helped this movie out a lot more. If they had given just a minute amount of energy into fleshing out the characters of the kids or their family or even the divers themselves, there is very little effort given to humanizing those kids in any way, which is a bummer. Um, but overall, I did enjoy the movie, so it's kind of a weird thing uh, because the story is so insane. So anyway, check it out if you haven't. Uh, it's a crazy story. Uh, 13 Lives on Paramount+. Plus. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.